Praise God for his goodness. Wow, I just had a great message from our pastor this past weekend, and I had to share this message on how to love unconditionally. We're going through a series on how to live a fearless lifestyle. We're spelling out the word fearless. Now, my pastor is not on YouTube, so this isn't something you can get through an online experience. So I just thought it would be so great to be able to relate this over to what the house is instructing our ministry And I just want to receive the instructions for this season. And we were spelling out, again, the word fearless. And this past weekend was L, which was love unconditionally. Now, we've probably heard a lot about love. And the Bible is pretty much the mess. It's it's a message. It is a written love letter to humanity, to us, to humans, to pretty much the whole world, right? We know John 3, 16, God so loved the world. And he gave his only begotten son that whoever shall believe shall not perish, but have everlasting and eternal life. We're going to go through that verse, but today I'm going to talk about what pastor shared. And really, this is not my message. This is definitely a message with the Holy Spirit. But as we were taking notes, it was such a word for me. And it was a reminder, even though I know these things, it was such a reminder that I know God shared fresh revelations. And I want to be able to impart that upon us today. Let's talk about it. Loving unconditionally. Now, there's spirits that uh, don't allow a person to love. So I got my Bible. I got some notes here, my physical Bible. So you guys are listening to this while you're driving. Just just listen. Maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're taking a walk. I got my physical Bible. So you'll probably hear my pages turning. But I want to talk about the spirits that don't allow a person to love. Uh, Here's a couple spirits. Critical spirit. Okay. Critical spirits are always checking. They're always looking judgmental spirits now there's a righteous judgment and an unrighteous judgment okay so we got to know the difference matthew 7 people use that verse on oh you can't judge then you look at john 7 24 jesus talks about a righteous judgment okay so we can't be judging from an unrighteous standpoint this is where spiritual discernment comes so i'm just naming off again the spirits that don't allow a person to love critical spirit judgmental spirit witchcraft Uh, manipulation, controlling spirit, intimidation, and then rejection spirit, abandonment spirit, certain thoughts, a spirit of offense, and a spirit of fear. These spirits cannot allow us to love with without conditions, okay? We're talking again from a topic of loving unconditionally, meaning you can't just force somebody to do something just to serve you, thinking that it's really gonna help them, but it's really hurting them. And that can come from control. You wanna control uh, the future of your kids. You wanna be able to control the outcome of how somebody does something. And it's not biblical at all. It's based on your flesh, your thinking, your ways. You never prayed for them. You never fasted for the person, right? Never fasted for clarity or guidance. You're just doing it out of of nowhere, but never inquiring of the Lord. Every great, mighty person of God in the Bible, you, you see as they're leading people, they've inquired of the Lord. You see Moses, David, you even see Job. While Job's going through some stuff in his life, people are like, yo, even his own wife, curse God, right? curse God and and just let it go. But Job will, will continue to stand forth, fearing God no matter what, no matter what he was going through. I'll tell y'all, I've seen it before where things just never made sense in my life of why I had to make these decisions. And I always ask, is this God? And I wouldn't have known until I really stayed patient and inquired of God. There's also that spirit of impatience. These are spirits that don't allow us 
to love unconditionally. True love, real love is loving without conditions, okay? Meaning, if you do this, then I'll love you. If you say this, then I'll love you. If you serve me, then I'll love you. If you get this degree, then I'll love you. It's not like that. God loves us unconditionally no matter what, even with us being able to be people that sin, people that do unrighteous things. And really, this is why God had to send Jesus, right? So that those that truly believe, right? It didn't say that he sent his only begotten son for the Christians or for the people that follow Jesus, right? He said he sent his only begotten son for this world. He so loved the world. Now it is up to us to believe, but God sent it to everybody. He sent his son for everyone. He sent Jesus, God the Father sent Jesus for anyone and everyone. So I'm gonna name these uh, spirits again. And if you guys are in, you, well, I'll pretty much drop them in the show notes description. Spirits that don't allow a person to love. Somebody that tries to control you, intimidate you, right? And then also trying to manipulate. All that is witchcraft, control, any form of control is witchcraft, okay? It just is, biblically. And we can do a whole nother study on that. We've done a lot of different studies on these spirits. Spirits that don't allow a person to love. Critical spirit, judgmental spirit, witchcraft, manipulation, control, intimidation, rejection, abandonment, offended, spirit of offense, fear. These spirits cannot allow us to love without conditions, meaning, again, there needs to be a condition in order for me to love you, okay? It's kind of like this whole, what Delilah did to Samson, right? Like, oh, I thought, you know, if you love me, <laughs> you ever hear that from somebody? If you love me, that rejecting type of spirit always is seeking for love that is not of Jesus, meaning when they got rejected, and this can happen when you were younger, trauma, you kind of got rejected in your household, family, friends, uh, people that you looked up to. And it could have been even from our parents where we felt rejected. I once heard this, that maybe the father, right? And this is why I really pray for men of God, right? That can lead households. The father might have not have shown the kids love in the living room. So they go out there and start looking for love in the bedroom, right? The kids, whether it's the woman, the man, the man, whoever it is, boy, girl, whoever you raise up, if they don't find love in the family, in the household, in the living room, they're going to go find love with other people, significant others in the bedroom. And that's what rejection can do to somebody. So love without conditions. How can I love unconditionally? Let's just read First John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for the love is of God. And everyone who knows who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we may live through him. And this is love. Not that we have love, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins now that propitiation if you look it up in greek it's it really describes how christ uh, used his sacrificial death okay and he provided a covering for our sin and that's what the atonement of christ's death was the the atonement so again that propitiation he sent it for our sins yo that's love if you look up god so loved the world there's this type of love there's different types of love in the bible when you look it up deeper in greek the love that God gives is agape love. And that agape love 
is that sacrificial love, meaning to sacrifice. Like if somebody really loves, they're willing to give without a gain. And that's what unconditional love is. I'm willing to give without asking for anything or expecting anything in return, okay? Now in Christ, just know that, and let me actually just read this verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Hallelujah. This is so good, y'all. Now, again, we talked about the different wicked spirits. Now, witchcraft is not of God. Anything you have to do to control somebody, intimidate, manipulate, right? Anything that has to do with all sort, it could be a crit critical spirits, y'all. That critical spirit. Now, there's a difference between being able to discern, right, with a righteous judgment or have a critical spirit, which is really an unrighteous type of judgment. Now, there's there's differences in that. And we've done series on discernment. You guys can go watch those series. But I just see it. And by being able to operate out of these spirits, because I once heard this, you can be saved and stupid. Let's be real, okay? Oh, RC, you said stupid. It's in the Bible, y'all. Proverbs, it tells us those that don't love correction are stupid. Now, we need wisdom. Now, there's different types of wisdom. I'm not going to go into that today. But there's different types of wisdom as we really go into the Bible. It's in James. And it talks about the heavenly wisdom versus demonic wisdom. Heavenly wisdom, demonic wisdom. Demonic wisdom is earthly, sensual. It is selfish. Okay, that's the demonic wisdom. It's all about self, earthly, sensual. That's demonic wisdom. But the heavenly wisdom is first peace, pure Right, and it comes directly from the Father. So we have to know if we're operating from these types of spirits. And when I say operate, I'm not saying that you got a demon, y'all. <laughs> I'm saying you might be influenced, okay? That's what the concept of demonized means. I could be influenced by these things. And a lot of this influence can come from what I see, what I hear, what I watch, the people I'm around, the people that influence me, the environments I'm in. A lot of this stuff can influence us to allow these spirits to operate and be influenced through us, okay? Now, as we're talking, I mean, we're already in First, first John. I'm gonna go to verse one. It says this, First John chapter four, verse one. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, where they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us, and he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And we just read the few verses ahead where it says in verse 8, 1 John 4, 8, God is love. But here's something that's interesting. Love is not God, but God is love. Love is not God, but God is love, meaning your form of what you think love is because of what culture some people think love is, let's be honest, Netflix and chill. They think that if somebody allows them to have physical touch and, you know, come together, they think that's their form of love. And some people receive that as a form of love. But when it comes to this point where, where it's not in marriage, right, in covenant, 
with God in the center, we got to know what is true love because love, people say, and the world will say it, love is love. Love is love is false. That is not biblical. God is love. Find God and you'll find love. The best way to find love is to find God. So good, y'all. So good. Now, I want to go into 1 Corinthians. We are here in 1 Corinthians, and I just want to share a few things. You know, in Christ, just know we've already won the battle. So you're probably thinking, how can I overcome these spirits? How can I overcome these things that are coming? Well, just know that you have to be in Christ. This is us being able to press in and know who we are in Christ, okay? And that we have the authority by the blood of Jesus, right? I might be under attack, but I'm under the blood. We have the authority over every darkness, every wicked spirit. The Bible says that he has given us really the, this authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and that Jesus has all power and authority over all powers and over every evil, every wicked spirit. There's no spirit that is evil, wicked. There is no darkness that has power over Jesus. It's, it's just not, not biblical. Jesus has all the power. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And to be able to also combat against this is to know who you are in Christ. So once you know that Christ, that Jesus has won the battle, once you've known that Jesus has all powers over all principalities and powers, right? He reigns. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And also you have to know who you are in Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Jesus Christ that lives inside of me. I'm crucified with Christ. Okay, that's Galatians uh, 2.20. 1 Corinthians 13. So what is the greatest gift? Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. It says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Amen. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when which is perfect has come and that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, just know this is Apostle Paul speaking, right? Writing this letter to the church of Corinth. I love this. Verse 12 and 13, we're in 1 Corinthians 12. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also know. And now I abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest is love. Hallelujah, y'all. That's so amazing because faith is now. I put my faith in what? In who? I put my faith in Christ. Faith is now. Hope is the future. When I put my hope in Jesus, it means that, you know, y'all know that Jeremiah 29 verse, right? He promised us to give us a future and a hope. There's so much promises and great things attached to Jesus when I put my hope in him for the future, when I put everything in his hands, in God's hands. And some of us need to stop stressing, being worried, and having anxiety on things that we've put in God's hands, things that we've placed in God's hands. Let go and let God. That's really what it means. Once I've given it to the Lord, once I've prayed, once I've released it, I let go and I let God. Faith is now, hope is for the future. But it says the greatest of all is what? Love. Loving unconditionally heals us, 
helps us, grows us, and also allows other people to experience that agape love, experience the love of God, and only something that Jesus can do to transform us, to change us, to really allow his glory and his grace to do what it needs to do so that we can be renewed and regenerated as new people. Now, we're fighting a spiritual battle, y'all. It's not flesh and blood, right? It's these dark principalities, powers, dark host of wickedness in the heavenly places. So I named all the different spirits and go back, pray and ask the Lord, am I dealing with any of these spirits? Because once you can profess and proclaim, in order for us to really get delivered, okay, all that deliverance is, is being rescued from bondage. All that deliverance is, is being rescued from evil. So if you can get delivered, rescued from bondage, rescued from evil, the first step to getting delivered is recognizing I need deliverance and recognizing what is that thing that I'm dealing with and only the Holy Spirit can really reveal. Some of us are like, RCI, I don't know too much about this. Well, you're following an amazing ministry. I mean, we are a deliverance ministry and you, we need to train up soldiers to be able to deliver. I'm not talking about just online, but in person. And I know there's houses all across the nation that do deliverance at the capacity that Jesus did deliverance when he was running his ministry. Amen. So I got to recognize, I got to recognize that these are things I'm dealing with and I, I got to be released from it recognize okay then i gotta repent repent from all these things repent from my wicked ways and allow that repentance and re repentance if you actually look at it in greek all it really means is metanoia that's what it's transferred in greek and that just means a changed mind when i repent when i truly repent i'm willing to change my mind but also i'm willing to take action to turn away from the wicked things that try to keep me in bondage that try to attack me, that try to attach to me. Cutting off all ungodly ties, connections, relationships, things that just don't benefit my walk with God to become the person that I'm called to be. That new man is what uh, it actually says in Colossians. We're going to go there. I want to be that new person, that new being. So I got to recognize, I got to truly repent. Like, And here's the thing, repentance is a, a changed mind, but it's telling y'all that i'm not willing to practice what i used to practice that's what true repentance is now now that i've decided to change my mind and fully repent i also got to go and understand that deliverance is a process so i got to continue to renew my mind my thoughts every day and then that's where it leads to true restoration long term Deliverance is not just an event. Deliverance is a process, y'all. It is a process. You got delivered, but if you guys ever read that story where once you get delivered, right, and you go back out there and the house is empty, it's not filled with the Holy Spirit, it will come back even stronger with more spirits inside of you. So you got to continue to be sealed. You got to continue to walk in the Spirit. You got to continue to allow the Holy Spirit to reign in your life in Jesus' mighty name, right? Now, I'm going to close out, and I want to encourage y'all. We talk so much about loving unconditionally, such a powerful word from pastor, and it really touched me. I've heard messages that are similar in our house like this, but it's a new season for me, and I've just learned a lot of things when it comes to deliverance, healing, restoration, the supernatural that God can do. I mean, just during that service, a lot of people came to the altar, and were getting healed, delivered, restoration. And I, I even believe those that didn't come to the altar while they were in their seats worshiping and seeing deliverance take place, I believe they were getting delivered because the presence of God was just so strong. 
that's the power of uh, God's presence. You can't you can't put God in a box when it comes to His presence, because man, in His presence there is freedom. Okay, there is freedom in the presence of God. There is liberty, is what the Bible tells us. Colossians three seven. As we close out, y'all. I hope you guys have enjoyed this and are getting some revelation on how to love unconditionally. And I really pray that as you guys are going out there, you're really loving people not to help serve you. Don't be like Pharaoh when he released the Israelites. He said, oh, who going to serve me now that I just released all them people? And he wouldn't let them go. You know, they were like, yo, let my people go, Pharaoh. And he wouldn't. And the very one of the very first things he said is, wow, we just let the slaves go. Who's going to serve us now? Go, go after them. Once you've cut off and you know that you're allowing people when they're not serving you the way you want you want them to serve in whatever capacity, you need deliverance. You need healing, right? You need to go through your restoration process. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He restores thy soul. Colossians 3.17, it says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Anything you do and everything you do, in word and in deed. Hallelujah, Lord. Let me just share the verses right before that in verse 12. But I wanted to just share the, now Now that I'm a vessel, I'm like everything I do, my, my actions, right? My words that I speak, how I live, this, this body belongs to Jesus. This is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We are carriers of God's presence. I can just rejoice in that just alone. Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, longsuffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. Some of y'all just need to forgive. And how do you know you need to forgive someone? When all you do is when their mind comes in, you get angry. When you when a thought, when their name pops into your mind, they're living rent-free in your thoughts in your mind. And you get angry. You got to forgive that person. If anyone has complained against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Praise God, y'all. I pray that you guys get delivered and healed through these messages. This is the Simply Uncaged podcast. And if you guys are enjoying, go ahead, leave us a, a great rating. And if you guys are on the YouTube channel, God bless you that are watching this. Go ahead, hit the sub, tap in. We got a lot of great resources in the description below. And I pray that if this has really touched you, if you believe somebody's going through something similar, send them this podcast, send them this link, and let's see what God's going to do. We're here to be simply uncaged, renewed in the mind, in the mighty name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. God bless y'all. Bye-bye.